Good evening. It's such an honor to be here as they kind of shared. My name is Miwa, um, so Miwa Sato, and we're from the, my husband and I, we're from the city campus. And it's just been so fun being part of River Valley and um, how much they're doing for the kingdom of God. And so today I'm going to be speaking to you guys about intentionality. So it's, I love the word intentionality actually. Um, but before we get into it, um, let's pray and I'll lead us in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time that we have together, and I pray that you just, you just open up our hearts and our minds and just be open to what you want to speak to us about being intentional in our relationships. And I pray that, yeah, Holy Spirit, that you just be here and dwell in our hearts, and I pray that you just speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I'm just going to get right into it. I don't know what COVID did for you guys, but for me, it was a very refining moment. When you realize, oh, my followers, do I really know them? Or do I follow people because I'm in, like really friends with them? You know what I mean? Like, or Facebook, you're like, I'm Facebook friends with all these people. But do you intentionally talk to them? So I felt like kind of this weird, awkward stage. I'm like, um, well, now that we can't really see each other at church or at school or at work, like, how do I go about connecting with them? So intentionality is something that we have to do ourselves to pursue and something that we need to do to create good relationships with people, right? And so during COVID, my family and I, we moved to Minnesota and I'm actually from Minnesota. And so when I came back, I kind of had the culture shock of, oh, Minnesota nice. You know, some of you guys can relate if you're from out of state, but it's like, hey, let's hang out. It's so good to meet you. And we're like, when are we going to hang out? You know, and you're just waiting. So being intentional and don't worry, I'm from Minnesota too. So I'm, the, I'm also guilty of this, but I feel Jesus is the greatest example of us being intentional. And so I want to start off with our theme verse. It comes out of Philippians 2.4. I'm going to read a couple versions to you, um, and this is from the New Living Translation. It says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. The New Life Version says, do not always be thinking about your own plans only. Be happy to know what other people are doing. The Easy to Read Version says, don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. So being intentional means choosing to be intentional. And so I have three main points that I would love to share. It's in your books, but it says look up, look out, and look forward. So our first point is to look up. So we have to take our eyes off of ourselves and our insecurities and our schedules. We must allow ourselves to be interrupted and be willing to spend our time with other people. And I feel being busy could sometimes become an excuse of us being intentional with people and being relational. And I feel in the culture today, we are kind of proud of being busy. I don't know if you guys have seen the Instagram reel where this guy is looking busy at work and all he's doing is like <laughs> going to the water fountain, <laughs> going to the bathroom. So are you living in a way that you're making yourself busier than you actually are? Because that could be hindering you from being intentional with people. And I want, I want to share from John 15, 13, it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So are we living sacrificially for others? 
are, or are you just too busy for other people? So I wanna encourage you, let's look to Jesus because he's our greatest example of doing this because he was constantly being interrupted. Recently, my husband and I, we've been watching the Chosen series. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Chosen series. It's about Jesus's life and it's an interesting take on it because it's more from like the disciples perspective. And it's so funny because I see all the disciples are like, okay, can you do this? And you know, Jesus is walking and, and then random people just start coming to him and saying, can you heal me? Or can you, can you do this for me? And he's constantly being interrupted. And when I see his reaction, he's always compassionate. He's always happy to help them and said, you know, say, daughter, you're healed. Your faith has healed you. And so how about you? How do you react when your schedule gets interrupted? Do you kind of overreact and you're like, oh, no, I can't do this? Or are you happy to welcome those interruptions in your life? Because that will kind of show whether or not you're okay, like whether or not you're more, you're, hmm? sorry, whether or not you're trying to be more intentional in your relationship. And so recently, while I was, well, when I was preparing for this message, I was thinking about you know, being intentional just as a person, you know, my relationship with God and also as a mom and also as a wife, I, I felt really convicted because, you know, with, I have three boys and I often do housework at home or run errands They're they're always like, mommy, play with me. And they're like on my leg. And so it really convicted me of like, okay, yes, I need to have intentional time with each of my kids, not just me doing housework and expect them to, um, sorry, expect them to like, you know, feel love from me and spending time with them, right? Or when my husband comes home from work, I, you know, we sit on the, our sofas and scroll on our phones. Is that intentional time together? No. And so I feel really like in this area, being intentional in a relationship is so important in so many of our areas in life, not just in our friendships. One of my favorite stories in the Bible comes from Luke 10, 38 to 42, which is about Mary and Martha. I'm sure you're familiar with this story. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So you see the task-oriented Martha and the people-oriented Mary. Which one do you relate to? I think if we're honest, if Jesus comes to your house, you would probably be Martha, right? I mean, I would love to say I'm Mary, but I could picture myself, oh my gosh, I didn't vacuum the floor. I don't have like lunch ready for him. What am I gonna do? And you know, be so like enthralled, like involved with all my tasks that I would forget to do the most important thing. And it, that is to just spend time with Jesus. And I know this story is talking more about our relationship with Jesus, right? Being not a doer, but being with Jesus is more important. Yes, but I also think there's an important lesson here that we can learn that we should just, you know, put our tasks aside and just be with people and be intentional with our time. And 
I feel like sometimes tasks could be like just an excuse too, and it's kind of like a more of a self-fulfilling thing because when you go to your friend's house, like do you go in the house and say, wow, it's clean? No, right? So cleaning is usually for yourself, I feel, like how they view your house. So I feel we don't have to be so caught up in that. And so when we're intentional with people, we're, we need to focus more on other people, not on ourselves. Which leads us to the next point, which is to look out. We must be willing to give in and submit to the Lord's promptings when it comes to reaching out and being intentional in our friendships. God will use us if we're obedient and if you let him work through you. So as Christians, I love, I love our sisters in Christ. You know how we always say, I'm praying for you, and you are. But do you then go back a week later and tell her, how, or ask her, how is your job hunting going? Or how is your sister doing? The things that you've prayed for, have you ever followed through with that? Because that's being intentional. And I feel that would mean so much. It would mean a lot to me if someone, you know, if someone told me that they're praying for me, but then followed up with it later in a different time. So maybe if we're praying for someone, maybe text them and ask them how they're doing with what you're praying for them about. Because it would mean a lot. Because our greatest gift to them could be our encouragement. And if someone comes to mind just randomly, I think, yeah, that's probably the Lord prompting you. So you should text them to just say, hi, what's up, you know. Um, a few years ago, when I, was in, when I was still in Japan, there was a girl that was in my small group for a long time. And she was really involved in church and very faithful and serving. And then one day she just stopped coming. And I tried to text her, but she never replied. And so I, you know, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of unfortunate. And, but she was always on the back of my mind. My mind. And then about three or four years passed, and one day, God just put her back in my mind and said, go text her right now. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just said, hey, how are you? Uh, I hope you're doing well. Because uh, I'm like, I haven't talked to her in like four years. So I was like, what do I say to her? So I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Um, I would like to invite you to church if you want to come. So I just texted her that. And a few minutes later, she texts back, she's like, did God tell you to text me? I was like, yes. <laughs> why? Because like, why would, you know, that's not the first thing you would say usually. So I was like, why? She's like, actually, I am in the hospital right now going in for surgery. And it's totally God that you texted me right now. And I'm crying. And I'm like, I'm crying too. And then so I, you know, and she's like, okay, I'm coming back to church after I recover. So she did. She came back to church after four years of being absent. She joined my small group again and she started serving in the church and she's still in church. So it's just amazing what something little to you could be. Like it could be so little to you, but it could be so huge in someone's life. So don't ignore those little promptings that God gives you because God is putting that in your heart for a reason. It's whether or not we're obedient to it and we go forward and put it into action. Um, so in Mark 12, 30 to 31, it says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So if something doesn't come natural to you, it is probably the Holy Spirit's prompting. And so I want to encourage you, like, 
if God puts it on your heart to do something, do it. And I love how before this time, um, we had the Devo time and they were talking about being intentional and if God prompts you to do something, take action because it could bless someone's life. And I feel in our culture right now, we're so good at the intentional me time, like self-care, you know, like I see those like mugs at Target, the self-care or me time, like, I'm like, okay, that's great, but we should also have like others time. We should have those, you know, mugs that say others time and just, I don't know, make it a pair. That'd be fun, right? <laughs> me time and others time and uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, so I feel like we're so good at taking care of us and me that we should also be good at taking care of others and meeting the needs of others when they reach out. Because sometimes you don't know what they're going through. Which leads me again to the next point is to look forward. Part of being an intentional friend is giving and using the resources you have for the kingdom. The resources you have could be your time, your talent, finance, your home, your words or gifts or any of the above. It could be anything that you have because you're there for a reason. God's placed you there in people's lives for a reason. So what could you do to bless someone's life? Maybe tomorrow, sometime this week. So in Proverbs 3, 27 to 28, it says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help. So if you can help someone now, do it now. Why wait? I think some of it is just us being lazy. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, like, I feel we make excuses. Oh, it's still COVID or like, oh, it's still this. Oh, it's winter. It's too cold to go out. No, we got to get out of our comfort zone and go out and help people who are in need. And that's why being part of community is so important and because we're all here together for a reason. We're all part of God's body, Christ's body here. And if you're part of River Valley, you're here for a reason. And I love at our church, we do welcome home. Um, Beth had mentioned that er earlier, but welcome home is where you get to learn more about our church and the community. And also you get to learn about yourself. You get to learn about the spiritual gifts that God has given you to help build his kingdom. And I think that's so important because Knowing what your gifts are, you're able to use that to bless other people because not everyone has the same gifts that you have. One of the strengths I feel I have is in connecting with people. I love connecting with people. I love getting them plugged into church. I love getting them plugged into small groups, everything about church. Like, I just love it. And I know that they feel blessed, but even more than they feel blessed, I feel blessed. So using your gifts will bless others and you will feel blessed in return. So I encourage you, figure out what your gifts are and use it for God. And then, um, sorry, okay. So the last story I want to kind of share and close is 1 Samuel 23, 15 to 18. So maybe this is not a familiar scripture passage for you, but bear with me. So it says, one day near Horish, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You're going to be the king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home while David stayed at Horish. So Saul's son, Jonathan, was best friends with David. And he went, so between his home to where David was, this was about 30 to 40 miles. 
So he traveled 30 to 40 miles, and back then, I don't know what they used, because obviously they didn't have a car. So maybe they were on camels, and I'm like, would walking be faster than a camel? I have no idea. But, you know, 30 to 40 miles just to tell him that, yeah, my dad is trying to kill you, but don't worry, <laughs> you know. And just encouraging him to stay strong in his faith. So who do you have in your life that encourages you to stay strong in your faith when well, someone's not going to come out and kill you. But, you know, like if you're going through hardship, who is there to tell you that, you know, you need to stay strong in the faith? Because I love how Jonathan said, my father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel, right? So he reminded him what God's calling was on his life. So who do you have around you that keeps reminding you what God's called you to do, who God called you to be? Maybe we need to be the ones to be intentional and tell our friends around us that what's, you know, what God called them to do and encourage them and empower them and pray with them. So being intentional means living sacrificially for the kingdom of God. So what are things we can do this week to be more intentional in our relationship? Maybe make it a goal for, you know, to reach out to one or two people a week. I don't know. It's different because everyone has different capacities, right, and different schedules. But I want to... I want to encourage you to think about what you have that you could give to them. It could just be a text or you could do a Zoom call over your like, you know, 30 minute lunch break or something like that. But I don't, I want to encourage you, don't wait for people to be intentional to you. Let's be the ones to be intentional to them and seek them out. Because if you're waiting around and being passive, no one's going to contact you, right? So let's be the ones proactive and being intentional in our relationship and find friends that help you to just remind who God called you to be. So let's be intentional with our friendships and remember to look up, look out, and look forward. So I'm going to pray real quick and then you guys can get into your discussions. I'm going to pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time that we had together and just being learning how to be intentional with our friendships. And I pray that we would be like you, we would learn from you, Jesus, that, you know, it's not about what we do, but just being there for people and reaching out to people. I pray that you would just give us names of people that you want us to be intentional with. And I pray that we would be active and yeah, just put it into action. I pray that you just bless this time and bless the discussions we're gonna have in Jesus' name, amen, amen.